Okay, good morning, everyone, Hello. and welcome to the new media, <laughs> new media show. <laughs> and uh, we're a little late getting started this one. For those of you who listen to the podcast, you care less because we're on time for you because you've just grabbed the show. So uh, right. it's all good. Right. But the live folks, well, <laughs> it, it is what it is. So uh, good morning, Rob. I'm, I know you've got sleepy eye. You just... You, they, look at your face and yeah i don't see no pillow creases or nothing but <laughs> no that's true but yeah i slipped through my alarm again so my yeah. fault yeah i've done that twice to end i think and so i think this first time you've done it to me so equal fair equal play is fair <laughs> yeah, so there you go. anyway it's been uh you know I, i've uh i've been looking forward to the show all week <laughs> I would imagine there's been some interesting things going on. Yeah, it, 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 there has. And uh, I, I'm going to have to temper, I think, some of my conversations today yeah. Um, yeah. because I just can't reveal all my sources. <laughs> I'm not even sure how far down that rabbit hole we want to go. Again, no, but, no, no. I yeah. don't think very far. But I yeah. think uh, this morning, though, we should talk just a little bit about uh, the rad press release that didn't go. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well. uh, you want to give any background or should we even, should we even broach the topic? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, rad, I'm not sure. Does our audience, is our audience really familiar with what rad is? Yeah, I'm we, wondering. We've talked about it a couple of yeah. times. Yeah, we have. Okay. It's the new initiative for measurement, for client-side measurement, and what it is. Signaling from an app that tells you when someone yes. starts to play or stop. Yeah. Player-side metrics is what we're trying to, what the goal is there. And All right. I think that the big thing to take away from what happened this week with that is the heightened sensitivity around privacy right now. Yeah. Um, People are bailing on Facebook. People are really questioning their participation in the social platforms from a, a data gathering perspective. And I, I think that's those are founded concerns. Fake that, outrage. But, Fake outrage. But, but it's also something that's been an issue. I think from pretty much day one. Yeah. You fake. Know? This fake isn't something. Yeah. It's fake, not something new. Fake outrage. If, if, if people yeah. really think that they're using a free service, <laughs> this cracks me up. If you, if there are people, I see people, and I'm like, you are the product. You right? are the product. If you're using yeah. something free, you are the product and they are going to monetize around you. Yeah. You know, I, I just, uh, I, I'm just like, did you really think that? They weren't collecting information on us. I, I, I've always said that Google, Facebook, every all these places know know us better than our spouses well, or that's partners. Their business model. That's that's why they've been so, so successful. Is the fact that they're information gathering platforms. Yeah. I mean, so, and that's what that's that's what we all signed up for. There's nothing yeah. new going on here. I mean, and um, e even if they would have sold, let's say they, I wouldn't have been surprised, Rob. To be be frank with you, I know they gave this information to that guy for research, but I would not have, in the least, been any more surprised if they'd actually sold it to him. You know, so yeah. yeah. So anyway, there's a big investigation going on, and Facebook's yes, all, Facebook's all apology. But anyway, in light of the 
and it's impacting podcasts, uh, this RAD initiative, because the RAD initiative is about collecting people's activities off of web players, That's right. uh, whether it's an app or an embedded player or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's data that's coming in around your activities around content. Right. Though I don't think that's really at the same level of concern because as what's going on with Facebook. Because we um, had already decided that I think the group had already decided that that information needed to be tokenized because we're all going to have to be um, making yeah. some changes anyway because of the EU and the GPDR by May 25th. Matter of fact, my team is working heavily right now in stats to get that data GPDR compliant and, you know, making sure all our systems are GPDR compliant. And the EU has thrown, a, I mean, a major monkey wrench in yeah. the system. We're putting significant dev time into getting oh, yeah. ready for that. No, no. Every tech company that's out there has to comply with this. Right. Else they're going to be in trouble with the EU. So essentially, um, and what that is, the log data basically has to be anonymized. And that's, well, that's, there's more to it, but that's the top level is that there's no longer going to be, if someone downloads, hacks us and downloads our log files, they shouldn't be able to tell by our log data um, who, what IP is it? Is you, uh, yeah. essentially, yeah, yeah, and it's that's it's overly simple explanation from about an eight hundred page document. So but, that's the rationale of why the RAD press release didn't come out was concerns around that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm Todd. I don't know how far down this rabbit hole that you want to go, but there's. There's concerns about rad, right? And what's what's the what's the reasons behind it? Um, you know, and I yep. think, I mean, our our particular rationale for thinking it's a good idea is the fact that you know we've been pro gathering more accurate information on play information. We would like that too. Um, and if it's anonymized, it's even better. You know, it, it kind it's, of and it's yeah. it's a supplement to the server side data. Correct. And, yep. and it's a good supplement, but it's going to be a relatively small supplement of data. Um, I don't. Unless certain uh, big companies participate. I, I don't have a dollar here uh, in my reach, but I'm holding up a virtual dollar audience. I'm going to lay a gentleman's wager on the table, Rob, and see if you're willing to take this. Um, I'll get, No, no. I'm I'm betting a buck that Apple is not going to participate. Yeah, I would say that the timing on this it couldn't be any worse. Um, I would say everybody's heightened in their sensitivities so, around this stuff. So my dollar, whether it's rational or not, is right. not the point. Right? So does anyone want to take me up on that? That saying Apple will provide rad data. I, I got I got a dollar. You want to take that bet, Rob? Just a buck. <laughs> no. No, just a dollar. The I don't think so. You don't think so? Hmm. I don't think that uh, Apple is gonna gonna do this. Why should they? What What do they have to gain by doing anything like this? They have their own data. They have their own analytics. Yeah. You look, read their privacy policy. You know, yeah. there's, and so the I just don't see it happening. Just straight up, I don't see. And 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 if if it happens. Uh, well, I will be very surprised. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, so, yeah. oh, I'm, I didn't hold my virtual dollar when I had the camera on me, but <laughs> no, I, I think that it's, um, and, and so let's, let's look at it from that perspective. Then, um, if some other folks participate, then like Google and some other companies, yeah. Then you know that that helps get the, a bigger picture of data. It does. You know, it, does. it helps us give us it builds the story. But I just don't uh, see. But you know, I again, I don't go down the rabbit hole too far here. But the um, the download um, is king, and yeah. being and this is. You know, this will be so for the foreseeable future. So, you know, even though that Spotify is jumping in and these other folks, remember, you get on the airplane, you can't listen to podcasts on Spotify. So, you know, therein lies the concern. Um, You know, it's it's a it's a on demand, you know, largely an on demand world for podcasting. It'll change over time, but. so Rob, here's a here's a question for you. Here's a hypothetical question. Okay. What would happen if if Apple started uh caching files like Spotify? Well, I think that the the immediate impact would be um a dramatic impact on any kind of dynamic ad insertion models that are out there. That would be the first huge mm-hmm. impact. What if there, um, what if there yeah. was an option where you could say to Apple, yes, you can cash my through a tag. Yes, you can cash my media or no, you can't. I don't see where Apple, I mean, I'm just why, just just a hypo, no, no, just a hypothetical. But just thinking about Apple, why would they do that though? That's the question that I have. See, it, it, I think it gets back to the business model that the that the company, the hosting platform mm-hmm. has. Um, Apple is not not they they don't do advertising, okay. so it it's not their core competency. It's not what their core business model is. But when you look at Google or you look at Spotify or you look at these other platforms, that is their core monetization, I mean, or one of their monetization strategies that's important to them. Um, so, you know, that's where you really run into the difference with Apple. Apple is wanting to create great user experiences mm-hmm. so they can sell more devices, mm-hmm. right? So yep. um, building in an advertising platform kind of runs contrary to that. So um, it just doesn't make sense. My brain just kind of like, flips on its head when, when I think about <laughs> Apple caching and being worried about advertising. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. 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 Um, so, you know, that's, that, that's my rationale. That, that's why I think Apple, you know, but, but I could maybe Apple sees an opportunity there too. I, you know, it just depends how far down the rabbit hole that they, they want to go with this. I know, um, there's been a lot of interest around the advertising business on the part of certain people at Apple over the years. Uh, they certainly asked me a lot of questions about it over the years. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Todd, I think it's an interesting question. It is. And, uh, it makes you sit back and go, Hmm, just a little bit because Mm -hmm. it really does, you know, the, for, for 90, maybe 85 or 80. Well, it's going to grow though for, 
as, as time moves on and as the advertising dollars, more dollars come in, because I think someone at Rain predicted 600 million this year. So that's a double. I think that's a stretch. But um, I, I think that, uh, you know, we're going to start seeing trickle down into the smaller shows. It has to because the top inventory sold out. So we'll see. We'll see where this where this leads, but um, um, t- time will tell. You know, and also too, Apple is you know for many many years they like to have this. Um, uh, you know, they they don't go well. Sometimes they talk with the networks, but they like to have these one on one relationships with podcasters. They like to send them an email, I think, and say, "Hey, we're going to feature your show." And uh, send us some album art that uh, you can we can use the featured spot, and you know yeah. they have that direct go to because in your RSS feed your email is in there, and yeah. uh, unless you're <laughs> unless you're with a different group, a uh, different hosting company that uh, submits all their podcasters podcasts, and you don't have that direct relationship potential yeah. with Apple, so um, time will tell on this one and how well that Apple has actually. Um, tried to automate their, their feature submission process too. I know probably a lot of podcasters aren't aware of this, but there, there is a feature submission tool that they have, but it is fairly tightly controlled on who gets access to that. I'm just saying that just because, you know, Apple has been approached by a lot of podcasters over the years to submit new shows or, you know, hot guests that they have on in their programs. And, you know, it's all been done via email mm-hmm. and, but here in the last couple of years, they've they've developed a, a tool to help get in the queue, right? Right. But they only work with certain players in the space right now. So Apple is, you know, there's things that are going on behind the scenes with Apple that are improving um, what they're doing. So it isn't like they're they're sitting still. I think there's a lot of people that think that Apple just screwed up and they put out this app that a lot of people don't like. You know, the the, the listening side. Uh, and, and they're not really doing some doing new things. And they're, I think that they're they're always thinking about doing new things. Their team is growing over there. Yeah, yeah their team yeah. is growing. Now, one thing that, um, you know, I, I um, had some uh, exchanges with some folks at Apple, and I asked them about um, the analytics part. And I said, you know, we've got a lot of podcasters asking questions about, you know, what's it take to get, because some folks don't have no data in their analytics. They're just, it's, there's nothing there or, or very, very thin. And, and I really didn't get a, a really straight answer, except that I, there's something to do with five points of information they look for um, before data is populated. So um, I'm going to have to dig back in and see if I can, you know, they didn't define that, but um, I don't know if that means five downloads or five instances or, you know, five us, five Canada. I, you know, I don't know. So I'm going to have So there's to, some minimum bar. Of yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's relatively low. So, you know, in most, there's very few shows that don't get five, you know, at least five downloads. Oh my God. You know, you can get five downloads with just family members. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But, you know, I'm, you know, kind of coming back to the topic we started on, I'm, I'm really concerned. Um, you know, podcasters need to temper, um, you know, with rad, I think it's a, a, a goal and, and we'll see where we're at in a couple of years, uh, with adoption. 
Um, but for the foreseeable future, we need to make sure that the IEB podcast measurement standard is, you know, really essentially the gold standard we go to uh, clients and, and uh, advertisers with because that really is the, uh, you know, that's the thing we've all agreed to at this point and uh, well, at least the IEB members have and the guidelines are out there. So um, I think there's a lot of companies that haven't said they're going to comply. And I know that uh, IEB is starting a certification program too. So there's actually going to be uh, the ability for companies to be certified by IEB to be IEB podcast metrics compliant. I don't know what it's actually going to be called. So you're going to see some of that starting to pop up on companies this year as well. So, you know, but it's probably not a cheap undertaking. It's going to be, a, you know, it's going to be expensive anytime you have one of these audits done. So, um, you know, companies are going to be weighing out a lot of laying out a lot of sweat and capital to get it done. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good, I think it's a good move. Cause I, I mean, we're all in this position where, where we get asked, well, is your platform, you know, fully compliant with the IAB? Yeah. And, we see, we and, can say it, but it's, they have to trust us. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's a, it's right. a trust thing right mm-hmm. now. And, and probably, you know, the the reality probably is is that all of the hosting platforms are in some degree compliant, but they may not be a hundred percent down right. the path. Right. They may be eighty percent, seventy percent, whatever. And we're all in the ballpark, and we're all you know doing the right thing, but <clears throat> it may not be a hundred percent. So yeah. um, it, it just depends on what the investment is in in the developers to get there. And yeah. Todd, you're probably an example of you're probably 120% <laughs> or something like that. So you're probably more than compliant. So Well, it's one of those things that I go back and I look at too. It's like a discussion, you know, we got done with the last the last yeah. round here at IEB and I said, "Okay, are, are we are we good? Do we need mm-hmm. to make any changes?" And Angela went back and uh-huh. looked at everything. And uh you know, and it it is a, an important question that you know, company owners have to ask their their dev teams, okay, look at the look at the spec. Let's go line by line. Are we good on each one of these? And explain to me how we are so that when I do make that claim that we're IEB compliant, that if someone comes back later and says, prove it, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to get, uh, you know, end up with egg on my face or worse. Yeah. So... Todd, I think that the the conversation that came up this week about RAD, I think, really pointed in my mind to a to a bigger question. Right? Mm-hmm. Is is that there are certain parts of this space um, that want to make changes to? I think there's a perception to catapult um, this medium forward in a faster way. Right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a need. I think in a feeling in the industry that um, this medium is growing too slowly. Um, oh, and I, I think I, that's, that's been rooted for many years now. This isn't something that's necessarily new. Um, but, you know, and I think it's an interesting conversation for us to have too is, is what if, right? Um, what could be done, right, to drive this industry forward more quickly? Because we've been growing, if you look at the Edison research, it's showing that we're growing between three to four percent a year, right? Overall listeners, and 
for some in this industry, that's not quick enough, right? And I think that th there is concern about content development outpacing audience, right? So let's say we're adding content at 10% or 20% a year um, and as right. opposed to content that's dropping off, right? Or leaving the space or pod fading, right? Um, but our audience growth is only 4%. Do we get ahead of ourselves on this? And I guess my bigger question is, what can we do, do we think, and I think we've talked about this on the show, to maybe get the growth of this medium up to 10% a year? Um, for, for the 90% of the shows yeah. that are creating content, Rob, they could care less. No, that's true. That's true. They're there to do but, a show. They're not, they have no, they may have in the back of their mind lofty aspirations of monetizing, but 90% of the shows... Yeah, but I'm not talking about individual shows. I'm talking about the overall yeah. industry. Yeah. I mean, how can we get audience development? Because I get, you know, one of the things that I get asked all the time, Todd, and you probably get asked all this time too, is how do I grow my show? How do I get more listeners to my show? That's the biggest question that I get asked every day. Um, and I just, you know, I have to take them back to the basics, right? I have to walk them through this process. Um, but I'm always that's always the burning thing that, that, that we're always, I'm always concerned about, right. Is when a new customer comes in, wants to host a show, all excited about building their show, um, and all this stuff, how do they grow an audience, right? How do they grow? But if this medium is only growing at two to 4% a year, um, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough one to do. And if we're at what a half million shows now, um, not active, know. but there's, you have yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that's part of the problem, right? There's a half million shows, but about half of them are active, yeah. right? So you, you're seeing this churn happen and I'm just worried about the audience development. Right. And, and I think we all focus on what's happening with Android as part of that solution. Mm -hmm. Right. And then what we're seeing with Spotify is could be part of that solution, right. Yep. To grow audience quicker. So is there I mean, Todd, have you been thinking about this? I mean, is this like a hammer that hits your head every day too, like it is mine? Yeah, it, 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 no, not necessarily. It's not something yeah. that, uh, you know, it, it's a discussion point. But again, um, and I, I, it doesn't come up that often from our from our uh, clients, you know, because okay. they're but they're also participating in in the spaces we're at too. Where we're hanging out in, you know, they're hanging out in social and hanging out. Uh, you know, so that's and they and they have their own circles too of, of people that they know. You know, it's just uh, yeah. I I don't get that question a lot. I you know I think based on the discussion that we had this week, and again I'm referring to discussions we're having back channel. Um, for those of you, I'm, I I don't want to completely out everyone we were having this conversation yeah. with, but yeah, the um. My deduction from the conversation was that there is tremendous pressure on the corporate networks uh, to tremendous pressure to build much more revenue, much more faster. Yeah. So I'm not under that pressure i'm sure we we want to we as a company i want to definitely generate more revenue so we can do more things and put and i put every we put everything right back into the company 
you know, by putting, adding new employees and new resources. And so, you know, so yeah, the faster we have, uh, you know, growth, of course, but I don't, I'm not reliant. My business is not reliant on advertising to pay salary. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, the the advertising is uh is like the the cream on top of the the donut, you know. So yeah. it's for us, it's you know, and it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong; we have to dedicate resources to advertising deals and time and you know the salary. Wow. So it's there's you know there's a cost center there, but um, I I don't know. I I I think the space. I look at it from a definitely from a creator standpoint. Um, I don't know. I guess my perspective is just maybe a little different. I, I guess maybe it's time we pull, start pulling the podcasters and, and ask them what their biggest head herders are. And if growing the audience is their biggest head herder. Um, but you can't get any more advertising for podcasting than there already is. You listen to traditional radio and it's being advertised on traditional radio on TV. It's, you know, there, it's being mentioned. You're hearing the podcasting word as part of mainstream content. Yeah. Make, and make sure you catch my podcast. Make sure you catch my podcast. Make sure you catch my podcast. So, yeah. and I don't know. I think that, uh, this whole, this whole initiative, um, let's be frank. There are certain groups in the podcasting space that, and we've said it a hundred times on the show that hate, hate, hate the download. If it, if they could kill the download on every app, yeah, they would, they would jump for joy. If they could stop downloads, uh, completely, not allow it anymore. Have our apps stop downloading. Um, that would be, they would love that. Yeah, I would say, you know, I'm not, I think over time though, there is a chance that downloads could, could, oh, for could sure. diminish in for their, sure. their utility and their value, oh, I, but I, not, I still think that there's use cases there that are not going to go away. Not yet. You know? And the data yeah. from the data, com, combine the data we have and combine the data that Apple's providing, it tells me that, that download is still king. It's going to be, it's, it's got some more legs. <laughs> oh well it's 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 the majority of what how people it's are the majority because people are subscribing you know that's come on that's yeah. that's the dealio here yeah that's it's the core of the medium yeah. it's what really built the medium it's yeah. what the medium's all about it's and it's always been like this and and trying to I don't think it's fruitful to try and change that. I think it's going to have a negative impact on on the consumption model. Or any way, uh, or in any way, disparage the download is is not helpful at this time. So yeah, yeah, especially because the the agencies and the buyers of this medium they've they've got the download figured out I, now. I, I, I think I those ever... out there that are complaining about the download are are misinformed um honestly i i think there's some of that out there and i've I've had some conversations recently where someone was mad it was it was a real conversation to happen someone was mad they said we've had x number of 
uh, uh, you know, we know somehow they were tracking how many people are clicking on the subscribe button. We've had X number of subscriptions, but we've only got so many downloads. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, there's, okay, come on. It's not necessarily direct correlation. In in perfect world, everyone that hit subscribe would listen forever, you know? Uh, but you know, the simple fact that these apps are at least smart, majority of them are smart and stop downloading after a little bit when people aren't listening no more, you know, and, and it's, it's good that they do that. But yeah, I understand the, the rad stuff, you know, definitely will be awesome if we can get percentages of it. Yeah. Um, but what's it going to be? 12, 13, 14, 15% of the, uh. That's how much yeah. of the pie we're going to get. Yeah, because of how much Apple owns. Right, right. So it's 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 a market share situation. And and, and so you just watch. Mark, mark, mark this spot in the show here. Mark my words. <laughs> if if, and again, if Apple says nope, we're not supporting Rad. Um, you watch. You watch the disparagement of Apple start. You watch the news articles. Apple has too much control. And I'm not, and I, and, and you, I mark my words, it will start. And I'm going to, and at that point, then I'm going to get pissed because we have a lot. This space better be very thankful that Apple has done what they have done. Yeah. This, you know, we can. You know, you might be an Android user. I love the Android users. We love you. But Apple took us from 2005 to to get this thing where it is today. Right. Yeah. So anyone that starts talking beep about Apple, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I'm a former Microsoft guy, and I, I can, you know, Apple's been the the core of this industry. Right. And there's there's a lot of. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of loyalty towards Apple right now on my part. I mean, those guys are terrific to work with. Yeah. They're they're attentive in the space. They listen. they know their stuff. They listen. They, they listen. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. corporate culture. They 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 have a. Okay, Rob. They are the biggest, aren't they? The biggest company in America. They, I think there's a couple. Okay, couple they're, others they're, that are rival they're close. Right now, all right, right. it's yeah. all right. It's like they're like the top cojona, right? They're they're big, big, the big cheese, the the five yeah. million pound. Apple thinks in billions of dollars. They don't think in millions of dollars they think in billions of dollars that's when they make that's, decisions yeah. that's pocket change yeah million, million's not even worth a meeting right <laughs> <laughs> if you don't actually, have an, that actually makes sense if yeah. you don't have an idea that is going to generate billions of dollars of revenue for the company then so podcasting is considering that they have as big of a team as they do for podcasting, we'd best be thankful. <laughs> yeah. That could change quickly. Yes. Right. Right. So, yeah. um, and then I know Google and those folks are, I think you're listening. Google are working on something <laughs> and, you know, and they, I had hoped that they would have talked 
to more people about their strategy and getting some more insight. But, you know, I know that, Rob, you, you can't say, I know you've had some discussions with them and you're, you've got this piece of paper you've signed where, you know, you lose your life if you talk about it, um, or yeah. maybe your livelihood and, and money. But, um, you know, Google is, is trying to figure this out and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to come into space gangbusters. But I, I, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope they hope they have listened to some of these shows that talk about Google and have taken notes and will will do what they need to do to start catching up. Well, let me just say this. I do respect those guys and I do appreciate what the, the thoughtfulness that they've put into the medium so far. The Google the, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, good. Um, I think that they are caring about how they enter this space. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they realize that the Google Play experience isn't what they want to have represented mm-hmm. um, on their platform. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's, I think it's common knowledge. I think most people in the space realize that the Google Play product wasn't uh, up to snuff. It wasn't right. a solution that was going to um, drive audience to Android because it was never really focused on doing that. So, um, so but I think, I mean, Todd. I, I heard this, I, there was a tweet that went out. I don't know that we talked about it last week or not, but uh, about being able to subscribe to podcasts yeah. in the um, Chrome the Chrome browser on mobile. Not everyone, but yes, a on lot. On Android, yeah. right? So they've something has happened with that. I don't know if that subscribe process has been there for a long time and we just haven't noticed it or if it was a recent addition of the ability to subscribe to a podcast in the Chrome browser on Android. It doesn't work uh, on my phone. I, or I actually have a tablet. I have a relatively new Samsung tablet. Mm-hmm. And maybe it only works on the smartphone, though. Well, then I, I have it. Let me let me grab one. Because I haven't tried it on the phone yet. So basically, what happens, folks, is if you have an Android phone, you lose. I don't have an Android. Phone. Okay, so you lo- you load Chrome. Oh my God, we're gonna get the. And let me see here. You search. Let me search for Geek News Central. You have to do it in the Chrome browser in your mobile device. So I gotta hold this back. All right. So ah, don't do that to me. Uh. See, on this phone, doesn't even show my... See, on some of the other ones, it showed a podcast listing. Mine, it doesn't. So, mm-hmm. maybe, and this is a this is just a cheap phone. It's a $90 Android phone. Well, well Todd, are you <clears> set <throat> to display content in your browser as mobile or display as full website? Because that's oftentimes a, a selected... It says I'm, well, I don't know. I just load the Google browser. So I, I don't know enough about, yeah. Yeah. So only the, at least Chrome. But anyway, on some Chrome, so this is the issue. So some, and it's probably, it's probably a versioning, it's maybe? probably a version of Chrome that's old. So on some versions of Chrome, you search for a show, it'll show the, usually show the site where the site shows at, and then it'll show the, it'll actually show you like your last three or four podcasts. Episodes. You yep. click on one of those episodes, and this is the hokey part. 
You click on one of those episodes, it'll start to play, and up in the top right-hand corner of the page will be a subscribe button. And when you subscribe, then what happens is it gives you the opportunity to put a icon on your desktop and or on your, your mobile desktop. And then from that point forward, when you click on that, it takes you to that podcast listing. You can listen right in the phone. Plus, it probably maybe puts like a little um, notification in the 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 corner of the icon. I, I don't maybe know if it does that. Something new there. I don't know. Don't know if it's that fancy or not. But again, this is the listings have been there. And and by the way, um, some of you this won't work on because your sites are not compatible. You haven't done the work necessary to have Google index your RSS feed. That's probably a topic in itself, but the, um, the feed will, I I don't know. I I have to play with it, Rob. I've got the the tablet back here that showed the actual, at least the tablet showed the podcast listings, but I didn't ever have a subscribe button. So some people have it. Okay. And again, it goes back to the OEMs. I think sometimes, well, that's a core, so you should get the update from Google Play. I probably should check and see if that's set to update. Is that, I, I only use that. I don't know if it's testing. locked in. I mean, I, I, I would think that the browser would be updated on every every um, OS version it, it of Android. It should be. I would think. But it depends right. on what version of Android you're running. Well, I know. Well, that's that, that's my question. I wonder if only certain upgrades to the browser are, are made available to certain versions I'm of the sure. operating system, I'm, right? I'm positive that's probably it's tied together. So that's the the dichotomy of Android having, you know, every phone running different, you know, you, you almost all iPhones, you know, they update pretty quickly when you... Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. that's the thing that Google's doing. And it's it's just, all right, it's, it's hokey. It's not one click. <laughs> you know, you can't, this is, this is, you search, you click on a, you, you actually have to start playing a podcast. Then you see the subscribe button. You can't, the subscribe button should be on the search result. Yeah, right? yeah, correct. It should be there where you click subscribe, not when you start playing yeah. and it's, yeah, in that list. Yeah. I but, don't think that this... This is a product of no, of, no. That's part of the team that we're talking about. No, I think this is a stopgap someone has put in there to try to help. Yeah. So there's a completely different team that works on Chrome. Yeah, of course. So they've just kind of kind of added this characteristic or this feature, and uh, and it, it's good to do it, I suppose. But I I don't know that it's going to make much of a much of an impact so under I do, its current current deployment. Right, right. So um, have you heard about, uh, I had someone tell me a strategy that was being used by uh, folks that were in the uh, top 10 search results or top 200 search results. And basically the, um, the strategy was is when they fell out of the, where they wanted to be seen very easily, they... In, in, in Google, is that what you mean? No, it's, I'm sorry, switch back to iTunes or to oh, Apple iTunes. Music. Okay. Let me, okay. uh, Apple Music. Um, they um, would buy, and I, I was just kind of like, really, you, you do that? They buy a, um, 
advertising campaign, either on Google or on Facebook to push subscriptions to a show. And they run the campaign only long enough to get them in the, uh, in the top 10 or top 200. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that makes sense to uh, some degree. Uh, okay. <laughs> and we're off the top 200. Let's just buy some, buy some subscribers here and get some, you know, I'm sure if, if you're continually following out of the top 200, that means that maybe those people aren't staying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so time to look at the content a little bit closer. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see if we'll see it if at some point Apple, you know, reshuffles the uh, how they're uh how they're doing their top uh top 200 list and he's, you know, most popular shows. Mm-hmm. And get gets a handle on that. We'll see if they make some some changes there down the road. Well, if you're part of the the top 200, you're in the cool the cool kids club, right? <laughs> Rob, I haven't even. I, I if my show's listed a thousand, I don't care. It's really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'll say I don't care. And you know, I say, oh, I made the top two hundred. I'm like, yay! Yeah, yeah yay! <laughs> That's as much of a thrill as you get out of it. Right? I'm I'm old. I'm sorry. I've been at this a long time. <laughs> Takes more than that to get my my juices going. Yeah, it sure is. But uh, no, it's just it it is what it is. Yeah. There were some other things I wanted to talk about. I can't remember. You know, you being late got me my train of thought all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, same with me too. It's like uh, what stuff happened this week. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the big thing that hit me on the head this week was the conversation of, you know. How to how to grow audience? Yeah. How to it's, get more listeners? How to? I mean, that's, that's the that's, that's like the two, drumbeat of the ages, right? It's like two weeks running for you because it was that was your problem child last week. Yeah, that's right. It is, mm-hmm. and then I I spent a lot of time this week getting getting prepared for uh, NAB. Oh so yeah, NAB is coming up. And oh, speaking of about, which, yeah. So I put out another piece, uh, or my team did. I wrote it. They edit it thank god for because <laughs> i i when i just you know when i type it's just like a it's just Blood a dump of, it's yeah, a dump yeah. right <laughs> yep. and uh so the piece i did let's see if i can bring it up on the screen it's called is radio missing the mark in podcasting and uh and i basically talk about and really what it is, it's, it boils down to um, the essence of this is that radio is not completely listening to successful strategies that need to be employed to deploying a podcast. Well, Todd, they're broadcasters. They're not uh, listeners. Okay, well, um, <laughs> so... It's about what they want. They right. want to push what they want. Yep. Right? So this this uh, piece will be blasted to 807 press people on Monday morning. Oh. Um, we're what what we're trying to do, and and you know I, I hope the rest of you guys are uh, Rob and Rob and the Podbean folks. I think I don't are they going to be there? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get these uh, media people thinking about the podcasting space and, and I'm trying to get them to start 
questioning in her mind what what's going on with radio and podcasting. So this is why I've been doing this. And really what it is, it's a strategy that's been used on me for years as a blogger going to CES. I get these emails and people say, Todd, have you thought about this? And, you know, two out of 10, I'll read. So I know I'm not going to get through to everyone on these. But if I can get a dozen or two dozen reporters to go, huh, and then they make an email and said, hey, we'd like to stop over and see you. Then I'm definitely going to be like, get done with them. Like, go, go see Rob and go see him. And why don't you get some different perspectives? So I'm trying yeah. not only to get clients in the booth, I'm trying to get the press into the booth so that they can write about podcasting and as a whole. Also, also, also make sure that they, they know that, um, all three of us are going to be doing sessions and panels and yeah, and, and I should, I'm on three, three sessions now. So it's. So maybe I should do a list of all the, maybe that'll be the last email. Here's where you can hear podcasting experts, time, place. um, Yeah. yeah, Where you can hear them talking about specific topics. So maybe that'll be the, what have we got left here? We've got two weeks, right? Before the show, essentially. So I've really got, yeah. So I'll make that the last. That'll go out the, the Friday before the show. And, and oftentimes, you know, the amount of email that's going to be hitting the press guys by mid next week is, it's, you know, like four or 500 a day. Yeah, um, it's going to be a lot. A, a lot. So you get lost in the weeds. So that's why we start, start a little early on this. But, um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, let you guys know that as part of a podcast not podcast company, but a podcaster strategy. One of those strategies is if you haven't emailed your local TV, radio, and any like uh, circular weeklies that come out, if you have, they're always looking for stories about people in the local community and they need fill. And you, you could be a three minute fill uh, on a programming. So, they may not, they may come out and do an interview with you and they may not run you for two weeks, but they'll find, Oh, I got to, Hey, I got this dude or gal. We did an interview with us, stick them in here and, or they do some related spot. So if you're not talking to your local press, build your audience. This is one way to get exposure. There's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of activity. I mean, I think it's in- interesting. I know that the NAB is really, and I think we've maybe mentioned this before, but is really trying to create their show to be appealing to podcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think that that pathway they're kind of just getting started at. Um, I think right now it's very focused on radio, um, trying to appeal to that community is kind of where NAB is today. I don't know that a lot of podcasters think of NAB as a place to go to learn about podcasting. Right. But I think that's that's where NAB wants to get to, though. They, they've expressed that as their goal here. It's just um, a cool show to go to to see all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're a media creator. This is a show about creating media. Yeah. Uh, and it's more and more becoming a show about online media. And so we'll see. I mean, I know even even um, Dan and Jared from Podcast Movement are doing sessions at this show. I right. mean, 
they're they're participating at a deep level as well. And it's it's kind of interesting that Dan and Jared are doing that because you know I think that they're trying to appeal to the radio space as well, trying to mm-hmm. drive more of those people to podcast movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one way to do that is to get exposure at NAB. There's mm-hmm. hundred, there's a hundred and what, 120,000 people that go to this yep. event. Yeah. It's a huge community of content creators. Um, it's by far the world's biggest show on media. Um, so for podcasting to not have a big presence there is not, you know, it's not good. So that's what I've been driving. And I know you and Rob have been driving that as well, trying to push NAB into doing more. Um, to reach that community. Early in the company's uh, history, we went to NAB t- to sell Roku channels as a <clears> podcast <throat> company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because there was nothing podcasting. You, know, you ro- They roll your nose, but they thought OTT was pretty cool, you know. Yeah. And uh, OTT still pretty cool at the show. You'll see a lot of OTT stuff. And, you know, it's... It, okay, I'm, Rob, have you guys done a booth outside of... Uh, you haven't ever went to be part of the actual NAB show. You probably have attended when it was, uh, with the new media show, right? You did it with them. Okay. So what you're going to find, and I think because we're in a different area, I absolutely guarantee you that you're going to get at least a dozen people that are going to come to your booth looking for content. They're going to be looking for audio and video content for their networks. They are going to be looking to do content yeah. deals <laughs> and they don't get the space. I mean, like, uh, you know, well, we they don't... probably think that you own the rights right. to all the content. Yeah. Well, and, there's I, mean, some... I get that question asked, you know, fairly frequently. There's some uh, syndicators in the podcasting space right now that think every hosting company owns the content that's being hosted on it too. So yeah, yeah. they don't understand. And, and those that don't really understand the podcast medium, that's and, and are working in the music area, or they're working in other areas of content that uh, have licensing rights um, behind them. That's the typical kind of understanding or thought that they have coming into the space because that's what they're familiar with. So, well, in radio owns, you know, most of their programming. So, and also you're going to hear people coming up and offering up to do production deals. They're going to say. Uh, we do production for audio, and uh, we can put a, a ten a ten episode uh, package together for you for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and I get asked that question from people that want to create a podcast. It's like, well, do you guys produce content? Do you guys can you guys produce it for us? I mean, those are common questions, right? There too, and I, I just have to tell them that we're we're a tool provider, right? Able you to easily produce your show, but That's we're right. not going to produce your show for you. No. But there are companies out there that have studios in New York and L.A. and but, uh, that you can get into some sort of a. But most know, of them, they're get, a lot of them are not going to because they're used to doing episodes for TV, where there's a hundred thousand dollar budget for pe- each episode. So there's that tier. So there's you know you have to go looking for the guys that are there that are you know at a different tier level. But mm-hmm. you know in just the exhibition floor alone for a pass is 50 bucks and you know it it doesn't hurt to go to see sure go see live stream or go to see uh, new tech or go see um you know, your favorite go see audio technica 
go see you go talk to them in the booth how you love the microphone and what you hate yeah. about the microphone because guess what <laughs> they go you oftentimes you can talk to the engineer and you can yeah. say this is what sucks <laughs> and well, yeah, and and last year Rob uh, Walsh and I walked walked the floor together and and went to some new microphone companies that were coming out with uh, um, really really high end microphones yeah. um, that are really kind of amazing and and I know that there's new technology coming out in in microphones that will enable us to really have noise canceling um, you know microphones I, I think is where where the future of this is or that the technology is going to enable us to really record extremely high quality audio, but the microphone is going to be so smart with intelligence and processing that it's going to be able to filter out any kind of yeah. background noise. Um, and, and that would be fantastic. That would mean that you get a microphone, you can record in any situation. So um, it's just like yeah. Adobe edition. Um, every year I'm, I'm a big Adobe edition user. And sometimes I don't know how to do something. So I go and there's five computers with uh, like master Adobe edition, you know, uh, folks standing there. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me how to do this? And they're like, oh yeah, click, 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 click. And, and, uh, and they give me a business card. If you have any questions, if you, you know, if you want some written instructions, let me know. Um, you know, and you make friends with those people and you tell them, here's something I want that we don't have. It goes on a list. Yeah. So they, they really do listen and engage with you there. Um, you may have to wait 15 minutes to talk to someone, but just stand there patiently and wait your turn and you'll get in. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I'm I, okay. So as an example, um, Wirecast. I uh, was using Wirecast a lot. Uh, New Tech came out with this protocol, NDI. What you're seeing, what you're seeing Rob on the screen right now, for those of you watching the video, his video signals being sent over IP, not over a, a copper wire, but over a LAN cable to be displayed on the screen. So NDI is this protocol that is inter you can use other devices and it can receive and send and, so I went to the Wirecast booth and I said, listen, I said, you guys need to implement NDI and add that protocol to Wirecast. And I laid out to the guy the use case. I said, here is the use case of why I need NDI on Wirecast. And I said, you do that. My solution to you goes from like 10 cables down to a LAN cable. And the guy says, oh, mm -hmm. let, let me put that on the list. And guess what? Next version, Wirecast supported NDI. Now, was I, I was just one of probably a number of people that requested it, but it's one of those situations where you're there, you're, you know, you're boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the squeaky wheel gets greased and um, that's, that's how it works because you're the customer. <clears throat> yep. So I don't know. I just, uh, I think we're going to have some interesting times in the space over this. Uh, I'll have more commentary on rad down the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see it, especially in this climate right now on privacy and what's, what's happening with this, uh, 
you know, what it feels like is a pullback from data sharing yeah. um, o- online. Well, well, uh, you know, we've, I've, I, I think I mentioned this at an earlier show. I said, we're getting into sticky territory here with this. And uh, so they're going to have to figure out in their protocol how to tokenize it. And everyone's got to be using the same type of token system so that, well, yeah, because really what a token does, folks, is it um, converts the IP to a value, a different value. And uh, that way, again, um, we're still going to know the user agent and the you know where you're coming from and all that. But it's a safety standpoint so that if our logs are hacked, your IP is not going to end up on a list. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, if you're using tokens or whatever to report back, then it's it's been been anonymized. Yeah, anonymized. Yeah, but you still yeah. will have. You're still going to know which browser or which uh, you know which app they've used, and you don't lose any of that. It's just the 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 IP data is is tokenized. So yeah, yeah. I was just uh, looking at the um, the YouTube chat that's going on. I don't know if you Todd, if you're able to see that, but there's oh, let me look. There's a a mention of Anchor should go to go to the NAB since they own our shows. <laughs> that was an interesting comment from oh, Eileen. Oh, yeah, they do own your shows. Yeah. Um. You know, I think if you're an Anchor user, I I shouldn't even I shouldn't give advice here to Anchor. I know. But if yeah. it, it uh, I'll, I'll throw a freebie. If I'm an anchor user, I would be on the war path. <laughs> I mean, there would be there would be war about my feed and being able to have it underneath my user ID at Apple. Well, Todd, I think one thing to think about anchor is is we've seen. I think is what's been happening more and more is that. Um, you know, some new people start on Anchor. They produce That's their true. show, and they and they they get you know. It's almost like training wheels, right? You get started. Yeah. You produce a show in there, and then uh, you realize what the limitations are, and you kind of upgrade, right? You move to the next level, and that would be well. We're already on, seeing it on on platforms like ours, right? Yeah. We're, um, we're already. That's, seeing- we're, we're, we're not migrating people to Anchor or migrating people off Anchor. Off of Anchor, yeah. yeah because and, they they learn how to podcast, they yeah. produce a show, and they want to get a little more serious about it. So, And, and another thing, I won't say yeah. that anyone's done a study, but uh, super high failure rates over there. I mean, really high. The shows are not making it very far. So uh, we'll, we'll see... Um, you know, there, there, there'll be some core shows over there that do good, obviously, but pretty high pod fading rate. Yeah. And it's, and I don't really have any big issue. I mean, anchor has been able to pick up quite a, quite a few shows, uh, and, and they're, they, they grew relatively fast cause they got a lot of exposure. Well, they paid um, for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure. And, but they've, they've picked up probably a lot of people that, uh, probably, probably wouldn't have jumped into the space because it was a little more complicated at the beginning for some, uh, the, you know, anchor certainly made it easy to start a show and get it out there. But, you know, once you start, you know, you basically want to grow up and that's, I think it could be, you know, okay in the, 
in, in the long run that uh, this is a funnel for new content creators. So. And you know what's so funny is that, well, yeah, I'll just leave it on the table. I'll probably get in trouble with my, my guys. So I have to, <laughs> I was going to share something that was kind of a funny antidote. But hey, I yeah. have, um, just for everybody knows, we're doing a blueberry Q&A today, uh, and it's starting in eight minutes. <laughs> So we have to wrap this up up today uh, a little bit early, but if you want to uh, join the, our webinar, there's a basically invite on my Facebook profile. If you're live with us right now at uh, facebook.com forward slash Cochran. And then of course uh, on our social channels and stuff as well. But uh, we're going to do an hour of uh, just Q and a with the, with our with podcasters in general, Rob, uh, how can they reach you? Uh, Rob at uh, boxnest.com is a great email to send to me as well. Um, and on Twitter is a great place to engage with me as well at Rob Greenley. Um, but I do the Spreaker Live Show every Wednesday at three p.m. Pacific. Um, so at SpreakerLiveShow.com. And of course, you can reach me at Todd at Blueberry.com and uh, on Twitter at Geek News. Yes, a little shorter show today, but uh, if you have any insights or insider information or any juicy stuff you can share, uh, rumors, innuendos, um, uh, we'd love to keep that uh, between uh, between the three of us, and then we can talk about it on the show. So don't be afraid to dime someone out. This is We love to st- talk about stuff on this podcast. And... Uh, I'll just spotter for Todd on Facebook. Too, yeah, so. yeah. And I'll just say this: I, I, I've had some interesting meetings this week. Pay attention to the space. Just keep your eyes out. There's going to be some things that are going to be coming that people are going to, their eyeballs are going to go, oh, oh, and uh, some of it may even invoke anger. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's all about content, Todd. If you can invoke <laughs> invoke some emotion, right? Yeah, uh, that's always a good thing. It's always a good thing. Yep. That's right. So that's right. everyone, thanks for being here. We'll see uh yeah, we'll see you next week on the new media show and uh we'll make sure Rob's uh, alarm clock is on and hopefully mine is too. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> everyone, thanks that's for being good. here. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks. Aloha. Bye bye.